Want a bank that was ranked among the top in the nation for business banking? Whitney Bank has you covered with nearly 200 locations across the Gulf South. So stop by today. Learn more at HancockWhitney.com. Member FDIC. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Sometimes in life, you get what you always wanted or what you thought you wanted, and it turns out to be different than you imagined. Sometimes life throws you a curveball and your path takes a sudden detour. Today, we're catching up with two of our first Out to Lunch guests whose careers have taken dramatic turns since we first met them in the summer of 2015. Richard Hanley is the owner of Hanley's, a homegrown company whose line of all-natural salad dressings is taking supermarkets by storm. When we first met Richard, he said his goal was to be the next Hidden Valley. He's well on his way. Last year, Walmart inked a deal with the mom-and-pop company and agreed to carry four of Hanley's five dressings at all of its locations in Louisiana, as well as some of its stores in Arkansas and Mississippi. Richard and his wife, Kate, are still the only two employees at Hanley's, and they make all of their product by hand. So keeping up with the demand from a mega big-box retailer like Walmart has changed the way Richard thinks about his product and doing business. And, Richard, it's a good problem to have, but... I'm sure you work a lot of late nights. <laughs> Absolutely. We can't yes, wait to hear problem. about it. Up to our head in oil and vinegar, but uh, there couldn't you go. wish anything else. Well, welcome back to Out to Lunch. Glad to be here. And when we last met Patrick Mulhern, he was director of Celtic Studios here in Baton Rouge and a tireless advocate of the state's film industry, which was thriving for nearly a decade until the legislature in 2015 took away most of the incentives that had lured Hollywood producers here. While Patrick was dealing with the downturn in business, the catastrophic flood of 2016 occurred in the Capital Region, and Patrick's empty movie studio became a makeshift shelter literally overnight, and he became its public face and voice. It made him rethink what's important and what he wanted to do with his life. Earlier this year, he decided to leave the dying movie industry and embark on a new career path. And Patrick, we look forward to hearing about it. Thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch again. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, Richard, let's start with you because every entrepreneur's dream is to get picked up by the big box retailer and become famous. But is doing business with Walmart all that it's cracked up to be? Is it like you imagined? It is. <laughs> it's not. We don't get, um, I mean, the only thing we get is orders, right? So that's about the best feedback we can get. We drive around checking out product in all the stores. And for the most part, they can't keep up. The stores all around Baton Rouge are wiped out. You have got to be kidding. No, just you walk up to the shelf, look in the dressing aisle, and if you see a big hole, mm -hmm. that's where our salad dressing should be. So like how so. much um, salad dressing are you selling at Walmart? How many bottles or Typical cases? Typical dressing moves about, let's say, four cases a month. Our dressings are moving like 10 cases a week. And how many bottles in a case? There's six bottles in a case. Wow. So, so you're selling is, that many per week. Right, yeah. It is moving pretty well. So, so far, so good. Our goal is Walmart has over uh, 6,000 stores, the largest retailer in the world. 
So our way, you know, just like big brands here in Louisiana, like Louisiana Fish Fry, like Slap Your Mama, like Tabasco, we're starting off just at 100 stores. Mm -hmm. And then if that's good, then we go to like 200, 300, 600, 1,000, 2,000, et cetera. So Walmart is very methodical about their approach and growing. So they constantly test, test, test. And if it's not, even if it's their favorite product, uh, even if it's sensation, if it's not performing, it goes. So every year we have a review. And, so uh, you're like in a one-month trial period right now, a one-year right. trial period right now. Exactly. And so far, so good. So our, uh, you know, with the results that we're having, we should be able to, to either extend to more stores or introduce new flavors like we are sampling today, our uh, sweet Creole mustard and our balsamic that will be launched by the end of the year. Both very, very excellent, I have Thank to you. say. Delightful. How has it changed the way you do business? I can't believe that you and your wife are still actually... <sighs> <laughs> manufacturing and literally yeah. bottling all of this dressing by hand. If you can imagine a bunch of monkeys running around a fire, that's pretty <laughs> much what it looks like, right? Um, we, it's total chaos, yes. Does it work? Yeah, you know, and we're able to fill orders and keep up with demand right now. So, uh, but obviously, you know, I'm spending about 30 hours a week working on manufacturing when that can be more hours I can apply to growing sales in the company, so which we, you know, put in uh, over 100 plus hours a week, you know, it, it definitely will add up. Wow. But uh, we're making it work, and LSU is is so amazing. And they when you say LSU, you're talking about the LSU Food Incubator, LSU where you're food based. LSU Food Incubator, correct. So it's, we're right there on campus. Food uh, science interns and MBA uh, interns come in while we're producing and, you know, help fill a few bottles. And it's great because they can hop in and out of class. <laughs> we get some, you know, good labor. That's <laughs> uh, great. It's a win-win. So they, they get exposed to real-world, uh, you know, food companies, and they get help us out. So it, it's working out. But, yeah. Fantastic. Well, you mentioned monkeys and fire. Speaking of fires, floods, Patrick, the flood of 2016 changed your life as it did so many others. And, and your flood stories, I've heard you share them before. I mean, they're wonderful about the way this tragedy, and tragic it was, came along at, at just the right time sort of for Celtic and, and gave that studio a, a wonderful use when it was empty. It's um, true. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, look, as, as much as we were uh, sore and, and upset about what happened with the incentive and the lack of business that we've had in Baton Rouge, I mean... We all walked away saying, wow, sometimes things may just happen for a reason. And, you know, maybe the reason for us to be sitting empty was to be able to bring in 4,000 uh, VIPs from our own community. Um, you know, again, it was, it was amazing, uh, an amazing experience to roll out the red carpet for uh, people who had lost everything in our community. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Events like the flood and people said it after Katrina, it's, it's not that it that it caused so much poverty as much as it exposed it. You yeah. know what I mean? And so again, that's kind of how it changed me. It just made me realize just how much this community is hurting, um, you know, uh, on, on top of everything else that we've been dealing with. One, one story that I remember from, from the flood immediately after, and Richard, I think you were even a part of this. Patrick, you talked about how the entrepreneurial community came together in those early days and the young entrepreneurs, I mean, they just showed up and started to make things happen before the government could get its act together. Yeah. Oh, that's a Jared Loftus. Jared Loftus, yeah, he mm -hmm. was a star. We were, it's funny, I saw Sarah Broom, you know, mm -hmm. from Thrive Academy this morning, and we were talking about, she said she still has tan lines for standing out in the uh, studio parking lot <laughs> wow. directing traffic as people were coming in, All dropping off donations, later. and evacuees were coming in. And I said, well, you know, 
we need to figure out who's going to play you in the movie because somebody <laughs> needs to make a movie about that experience. Yeah, you it, can't make that stuff you up. You can't. It would almost be like a Disney movie, too. It was such a feel-good story about how this community came together and, and you know, bailed each other out. So. so, Patrick, what are you doing now? What have you decided to do, or have you figured <laughs> out the next act? I, well, I'm still at Celtic, and I'm still at Celtic through the end of June. Okay. Um, and, you know, again, my, my job has become so much more about politics than production, uh, unfortunately, and... We are in the middle of a legislative session right now, and so, so much is going to be determined, I mean, even with my own future, about what happens in this session, you know? I mean, again, if, if they mess it up uh, worse or, or, you know, this thing goes the wrong way, I'm, I'm afraid that Celtic can't operate as a movie studio uh, going forward. So, but that's the negative, and that's the, let's, let's hope that we don't go that way. Um, the other side of the coin is, let's say that we do fix this and we do stabilize it. And, and when you say fix, you mean uh, bring the tax credits back? Make the tax credits where it's stable and predictable and people want to shoot here and do business in Louisiana with the film industry here. So um, if we do that, then you may see me go further down the rabbit hole of production, actually doing our own uh, thing here in Louisiana. Meaning that um, we, we are fantastic at facilitating production. In fact, we're some of the best in the world at facilitating production, but we do need to make that evolutionary step of making our own, yeah. you know, and, and so. And financing and them financing ourselves? them out of here, that's right. So it's funny, he's just talking about the uh, incubator at LSU. What we're talking about is something similar with the film industry, of actually starting a fund that uh, we call it the Purple and Gold Film Fund. And we're going to kill as many birds with one stone with this. I mean, you know, Trump calls the, uh, the, the golden rule of who's got the gold makes the rules. Well, if you start a fund, you can make the rules. And the number one rule would be it has to shoot in Baton Rouge. And then, Interesting. And then number two, we're going to train LSU students, you know, because LSU is very close to having a bona fide film program, uh, which should start up this fall. And then third, we want to uh, hire LSU grads. I mean, so many of us, me included, don't want to have to move away from right. here. And so if you want to work in the, the creative industries, I mean, it's a, we think it'd be a great outlet. And obviously, I mean, we're not doing this just to make movies and train people. We want to make money. And so again, the return on investment for, for something like this. For an investor I mean, you're yeah, talking about. We want to see this money go back to the university. I mean, we want to see it go through the foundations. We want to see it hire more professors. We want to, you know, continue to grow something here. So anyway, when I, when I run it by people, they love it. They love the idea of doing LSU's version of Rudy. You know, you think about what Rudy <laughs> did for Notre Dame. You know, there's no reason we can't be doing that for, uh, for LSU. Have you run it by investors yet? We have. I mean, a lot of them talk okay. about it. And, it's, and, you know, some of them say, well, look, I, I like you, and, and I, I love this <laughs> idea, and I might write you a check with zero expectations of <laughs> getting returned. Hey, you get a few of those, <laughs> they start adding up. Well, speaking of, uh, Richard, <clears throat> what are y'all doing? I mean, how, how is it going for you in terms of raising money from investors? I mean, are you to that point yet where you We have. To? This year was the first time where we took a little bit of investor um, capital to kind of kickstart our business to get to that next level. Uh, so yeah, obviously Did it come from angels or venture capital, you or say were you more like private yeah. equity. Yeah, it was uh, private equity. It was uh, kind of friends and family round. You know, just okay. kind of raise up a little bit of money to help us buy eighteen wheelers of <laughs> glass and oil and vinegar that I could never afford. So I, I could get my costs down, and we can be a little bit more competitive, and we can go to these big trade shows, and we could you know grow and expand. So uh, that's what we're doing, and we're just going to keep building to hopefully we can get around. Uh, like five to ten million in sales, and then the game plan is to try to build our own little factory around here and and do it ourselves or work with uh, LSU. They are building out a state of the art. And speaking of funding, I they, they recorded a little video of me at LSU with a forty gallon gallon kettle making sensation. 
four times. We would mix it, fill it, mix it, <laughs> fill it, mix it, fill it. And again, so uh, the vice president, Dr. John Russ and the Chandler of uh, the Ag Center, whipped out his iPhone and started talking to me. That video was played in Washington and helped them receive $1.5 million to kickstart the food incubator. That's great. So, yeah. So, so the so expansion they're doing will enable them to have like a production line, so to automate, automatic. basically, what you were doing by hand. LSU Food Incubator is building food companies. In the next 10 years, you're going to see a major spike in food companies. So they're kickstarting them, but we're, Louisiana is a little short of good uh, co-packers, manufacturers. We've been mm -hmm. to everyone, trust me, I know. Yeah, and we've heard this. So, they're, um, so now they're building out a bottling line for gelato, dressings, hummus, uh, you name it. So um, not only can these food companies come up and you know, validate their product, but then they, c they can scale to the masses, and that's what they're building out. So right now we're making 100, we can only make 100 gallons at a time. Right. We do about two to 300 gallons a week. With this, we can do about, with their new facility, we can do about 750 gallons in one run. That's huge. When will that Massive. be available? Or when that will it be ready? That has to be, the grant says it has to be in, in place by the end of the year, but they're ordering equipment now to get ready for it, and we get access to that equipment hopefully by the next month. Okay. Now, you currently share this kitchen with other companies. Right. We're so rubbing elbows <laughs> with City Gelato. That's in there. The big squeezy. Uh, it, it's, it's a big community. Uh, almost about, I've already talked to two food entrepreneurs on the way here because uh, we all get together and we're just always talking about the hassles of growing the business and, uh, you know, where do you find caps from or bottles or, you know, brokers and stuff like that. So we're always working together constantly to grow our business. Now, speaking of growing your business, you all are, your Hanley's dressings are being tested on a cruise ship line, which could give you huge international exposure. The largest cruise ship in the world, Royal Caribbean. Um, so yeah, we, uh, they just came across our uh, dressings, called us, won some samples. We shipped it over to their corporate office in Miami, not thinking anything. And then we got a little small purchase order and we're like, okay. So we, <laughs> we shipped it. They did a test to uh, Peru. And me, the marketer, I'm like, well, I'm putting some Facebook ads over in Peru. <laughs> I'm going to promote the heck out of this thing. Right, and right, I did. Right. So I ironically landed a few restaurants in Peru that we're shipping to. Because they saw the ad, they happened aboard the ship, they liked the dressing, and now they're serving at the restaurants. So we're actually shipping to Peru. That's great. That really, really is. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking to Richard Hanley of Hanley's Foods and Patrick Mulhern of Celtic Studios. Patrick, the cruise ship industry here in Louisiana is, is one that is booming. Unlike the film industry, it was such a great thing when we had it going. And, I mean, I know dollar for dollar, when you look at what it cost the state budget, somebody could make the argument that we weren't seeing the dollar for dollar return. I know you and I don't really share that, that, um, that belief. But, you know, do you think the legislature admits now that they messed up? Or? I, I think they're hearing it from small businesses, and I think they're hearing it from restaurants, and I think they're hearing it from hotels and uh, the tourism industry, you name it, there are a lot of people who've been affected by the lack of business from, from the film industry being here. So many people and, left. Oh my goodness, yeah, we, I mean, so many people that I know are in Atlanta right now. They're hoping that they can come home. I mean, I've told a lot of them, rent, don't buy in Atlanta, mm -hmm, you know, because mm -hmm. hopefully we can turn this around. Um, and I think that we will, and it, it's starting to kind of come around on its own. I mean, again, what they did was they put this three-year cap on it, and, and basically, Louisiana got it backwards. They said, we're going to make an unlimited number of promises, but we're only going to keep a certain amount per year. When the truth is that it needs to be the other way around, 
you need to limit the number of promises you make, not the number of promises you keep. Because if you do that, um, then you can actually bank on a program. You know, again, sure. I'm, okay, I'm okay with limiting how much a we cap, give out per year. Right, right. But we need to honor all of our obligations in Louisiana so that people want to do business here. And so if we can do that, and because we're, we're past the halfway point of the, that three-year mm -hmm. cap, and so mm -hmm. we're actually, we're still getting calls at Celtic from people who are interested. Right now, they are nervous. They're just kind of waiting on the sidelines to see what happens in this session. So my phone could ring off the hook on June the 8th um, when, when the session ends, or it could go really, really <laughs> even yeah. quieter. And, so. and the people in the film industry, I mean, they pretty much turn on a dime. I mean, at least the workforce people. They'd come back, don't you think, it's in a, a minute very, if they could? Absolutely. Just like everything else in the world, it's a very mobile industry now. Um, you know, again, these are people who can pack up in trucks and whatever and, and go to where they're going to get the most bang for their buck. It's all about... And, it's, and, and so many industries are like that now. It really is, where is where's the lowest cost of doing business, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and where can I find the equipment? Where can I find the talent and the crew? So it's a workforce issue. Um, you know, again, when that's one of those things that so important with working with LSU is we really need to create our own workforce. Who's going to stick around, you know? Right. So, um, so that's a real priority for me. And that's something that you see so much, I think, in this economy, in this market, is... LSU is such a huge resource, and we need to no leverage question. it, you know, Absolutely. leverage yeah. it in so many ways that we yeah. just don't One right now. One small example about their, their resources is the fact that they have a food science program that does shelf life studies, microbacteria, yeast, really? mold. The kind of services that would charge uh, a normal food company thousands and thousands of dollars, but the fact that it's right here and you don't have to pay shipping and you can go talk to the food sciences, it makes a world of a difference. It's a fraction of the cost compared to uh, other places. Let's switch gears for just a minute. Let me ask y'all, speaking of LSU, if you were asked to give the graduation speech, given the dramatic turns that your lives have taken, Richard, you started out in advertising, I believe, mm -hmm. before you decided to become a salad dressing magnet yep. manufacturer. Um, what, would you, what would you tell the audience about uh, the most valuable lessons you've learned from your experiences? Persistent. You know, we show up, <laughs> the reason why we're in 700 stores is because I got into almost 400 stores, store by store, showing up with a bottle of Sensation dressing and a smile. <laughs> and, you know, calling them, emailing them, so I get a restraining order or yes. <laughs> That's how we're doing it. That's how we're yeah. getting to these big shows. That's how, you know, the business is growing. Uh, but that's the single best thing that, that I can say. You know, a lot of times, especially these days, you know, a you know, not to say that a lot of kids have things handed to them, but maybe we are a little bit more spoiled. Um, so if persistence is everything, just rise and grind, wake up before the next person, <laughs> go to bed after, you know, after the them and just don't stop. You know? I think that's great advice. <laughs> Patrick, what about you? You started out in journalism and worked in TV news and well, political then science. The yeah, right. Well, yeah. Political well, that's, well, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've kind of come full circle here. Yeah. The state so, and the film yeah. industry and now. Yeah, yeah. So working at Channel 2 and, and, and Channel 4 in New Orleans where we met. Um, right. You know, I think that uh, I've definitely become familiar with politics and issues, you know, and, and it's kind of like if I had to, to give that speech, it would basically be this. It would be like, stick around. Please don't leave. I mean, really, you know, we talked about this, you know, the U U.S. News and World Report comes out with this article earlier this year saying Louisiana is the worst state in the nation. It's got all these reasons why we're the worst state in the nation. And what is the logical thing to do when you read something like that? 
throw up your hands. <laughs> Leave. That's right? exactly right. And I think so many people, especially millennials, um, the, the younger crowd, people who have you know a little bit of ambition, they they take off, you know. And so again, if the logical thing to do is leave. You're left with the rest of us, you know, who are probably more, have more passion than sense, you know. Right, right. So, so what we have to do is leverage that passion. You because know? there is opportunity there. Right. I mean, if you're here because of friends, family, food, fun, football, whatever, a lot of ups there. You know, if you're here because of that, then then take care of those things, you know. And, and you need to raise the bar and raise your standards, you know. And so um, so that's what I would tell the kids. It's like raise your standards and it's, it's stick know around. Know your roots. Right, yeah. That's really why I always thought the food industry was, I mean, the film industry, obviously the food industry too is such a natural here. But to me it just made so much sense. I mean, forget Absolutely. how many tax incentives were given away, but it just, it's such a good fit for this state. Well, it works with all the natural resources. It plays to our strengths. I was about to say, our, a lot of people say our greatest natural resource is probably our talent, you right. know, our creativity. I mean, this is the birthplace of We have of jazz. the funky I mean, place. Yeah. We've got the natural setting. I mean, just the whole thing, the creative culture. The cooking, the food. Yep. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are creative people, and we can't let those creatives move to San Francisco or Austin yep. or New York or whatever. You flirted earlier this year, Patrick, with um, politics and talked about running for a, a legislative seat. What was your thinking and what made you come to your senses? <laughs> well, it was strictly flirting, I guess. Uh, so we I, all I, like to flirt every once in a while. I live across the river. I live over in Port Allen. Okay, Did not know that. So, okay. So that's where uh, ex-state Senator Trump. I love that traffic. Yeah, exactly. I can tell you all about that bridge <laughs> if you want to talk about it. But uh, ex-Senator Troy Brown, uh, okay. that was his district, and of course he had to resign for good reason and um, you know again I was just kind of like look somebody's got to finish out this term because um, it, you know again there are so many big issues especially that affect that area I mean mm -hmm. and, and you just hit the nail on the head the bridge so you know again I'm the type of guy sucks oh, right there <laughs> yeah. I can tell you all about it but I'm the type of guy who gets along with people on the far left I'm the type of I get along with people on the far right you know I mean I'm the most centrist guy probably in the world I mean I really I am a I am registered no party, uh, you know, and so again, I, I thought maybe I could be a bridge builder in more ways than one, you know, because again, we've <laughs> got you to get the energy quicker. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, we got to get we got to get the Republicans and the Democrats working together. Well, and, and, I, I know, capital. but I don't I don't yeah, know if that's one easier said can than do. done, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. And then we got to get another bridge. So I you mean, figured out you figured though that you weren't going to be that bridge builder. And yeah, you weren't ready it's to a, do it right now. It's a serious commitment. I'm not, I was I wasn't there. You know, again, I, I realized that like you know professionally. My, my, my relationship at Celtic, it's run its course. I mean, you know, again, we've done some great things. We've had a lot of fun. I mean, we've, we've done some good things. But, um, you know, again, when, when the program works, the stages sell themselves. You right. know, I mean, you know, that's not the, that's not the, the primary thing that I should be doing right now. You mm -hmm. know? So, um, you know, if, if it's building an industry so that we actually own a piece of it, then maybe that's what I need to be focusing on. Yeah. Excellent. You mentioned the traffic, Richard, as well. Does it affect um, your business at all, getting around? I mean, it affects so many so many industries and sectors. Learn but do y'all feel not it? not to drive between the hours of, like, <laughs> 3.30 and 6. Just wherever you're at, park it. I'm right do there. you do your own deliveries? I mean, do y'all have to I, deliver I, I products to Walmart? I realize what we're good at and what we're not good at. We suck at I suck at deliveries. <laughs> okay. So... We early on when we got to about like 25 stores, I walked up to AG Associated Grocers here in Baton Rouge. We got a meeting, and I was like, "Hey, we're in 25 stores. Here's our, uh, you know, last six months of customers. What do I have to do to get in the warehouse?" He's like, "Nothing." That Put was it. it. <laughs> so now instead of <laughs> hopping in a car, 
running all over town, you know, just slinging salad dressing. We go to, um, I load it up uh, in a delivery truck on a pallet and just ship the pallet to AG and they do the rest. And so. then they distribute it for you mm -hmm. to Walmart and all well, over? Well, so we have all kinds of, we have a fulfillment center that's actually right off Highland by I-10, kind of by Blue Bayou. And so right now, we make everything, we make our pallets of all of our flavors right At there LSU. on LSU. We have a, d a truck that comes up there, loads them all up, brings it to our fulfillment center, and we have AG, Walmart, Rouse's, Winn-Dixie, they all back up and you know pick everything up from our fulfillment center. So cool. So they yeah. probably feel the effects of the traffic. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> Those truck I'm sure drivers, I they're the ones. Non-bridge tax. That they're the ones idea. that are doing it. Yeah, really. Yeah. So where do you all see yourselves in, say, three to five years? World domination. There We're you go. working on it. So <laughs> I want to see our, uh, we want to be the next ranch, you know, the next in the valley, the next big brain in salad dressing. So we have croutons, we have all kinds of dressings in the works, and we're just going to keep what we are unique at, which that's, you know, creating amazing food, like would do great in Louisiana. Uh, with that kind of you know twist on it, like uh, like we use brown mustard seeds and and our uh, mustard, and that's just very unique because you know we have Creole mustard here, and mm -hmm. so the flavor is amazing. But it's just that, so world domination by salad dressing. Excellent. What about you, Patrick? <laughs> oh God, I, I should punt and say uh, <laughs> ask me again in about a month, but. Um, you know, look, I, I, like I've had overtures uh, to move to Atlanta and other places. And I don't want to do that. You know, I'm, I, so I guess I see myself sticking around Baton Rouge. I mean, this is, you know, this is home to me. Um, you know, what am I doing exactly? You know, I mean, there's a good chance that um, I'm still in the film industry. You mm -hmm. know, there's a good chance that uh, we've taken this to the next level to where we are making our own product out of here. There's a good chance, though, that maybe I'm involved more with economic development that's not strictly film-related. You, know, right. uh, you know, that's my real passion is job creation, I mean, and just keeping opportunities here so people don't have to leave, including yeah. myself, mm -hmm. you know. And so, um, you know, who knows? Maybe it's more of a governmental-type role, but who knows? I mean, you know, <laughs> but I will say it's going to be here in Baton Rouge. Excellent. So, so many businesses came around the big boom of the, the movie industry, like Hollywood Trucks. Absolutely. That started yeah. up like four years ago just because so many different location scouts. I talked to Andre Champagne this morning. That's a better Are they, They're right? gone? Uh, well, they're, they're here. They're still here, but their fleet is all working in Los Angeles and Atlanta. Wow. You know, so but originated here. Right? It's originated out of Baton Rouge, okay. out of a little 161 square foot office. You know, yeah, kind of like now Peru Indie Plate. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we're good at incubating. We, yeah, so. I deliver there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the indie Plate, that's right. So, um, you know, Andre's uh, Andre's wanting to get back into this market and put more trucks here or whatever, but mm -hmm. we just haven't given him a reason. Right. You know, until, yeah, sure. uh, until, uh, until they fix that incentive, you know, I think that. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully the next time we have you on, we'll, have, so. we'll, have, we'll good have good things like that to yeah. talk about. Well, Patrick Mulhern and Richard Hanley, it's great to catch up with both of you and hear about how you've learned and grown so much over the past two years. Congratulations on making tough decisions and making lemons out of lemonade, and in your case, Richard, making great salad dressing. That's right. Sensational <laughs> out of lemons. Sensational salad dressing. So thanks, y'all, for being on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having us. Good to see you. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Richard Hanley of Hanley's and Patrick Mulhern. You can find out more about Richard Hanley and Patrick Mulhern by following the links on our website. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2 for dinner nightly and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. 
The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed or sold and at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's betonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbetonrouge.la and wrkf 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. Want a bank that was ranked among the top in the nation for business banking? Whitney Bank has you covered with nearly 200 locations across the Gulf South. So stop by today. Learn more at HancockWhitney.com. Member FDIC.